need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another China Business Cast, episode number 79. As always, Mike is here. Hey, Mike. What's up, Shlomo? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm in Israel. Where are you in the world right now? I'm in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong. It's the two days that you're in Hong Kong of the week, and there you have another two days in China. You're like yeah. moving country every day. Yeah. I don't want to get political about country or not country, but yeah, let's <laughs> say borders. <laughs> Fine. Let's say safe. How are things going? How was, how was the uh, cross-border summit? It was two weeks yeah, ago, Yeah, it was right? amazing. Our third annual. It was a couple of weeks ago and and uh, better than ever. I mean, we had two full days of amazing speakers from around the world. And uh, it was much more international this time. It was much more visa letters, much more like first-timers to China, uh-huh. both on speakers and attendees. Um, and people, people were happy. That's the most important. And uh, my favorite part is people making deals and uh, we're expanding to latin america and oh wow that's the best thing to hear these kind of things well as always i'm going to say that i really want to join and i hope to do this next year sure sure i'll try to make it eventually i'll try to make it eventually i think there's no excuse we got to make it happen next time we'll work together we'll do a cbs in israel maybe yeah that'd be awesome I'm uh, back from the U.S. Uh, we had a month travel there. We went for a family wedding, wedding, and now back in Israel. So quiet time, uh, though there might be two separate trips to Europe in the next uh, few months. So stay tuned. Like I, I'm not, I don't know for sure yet. So let's keep it this way. You'll know, guys. You'll know. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Shlomo, you're always. It's hard for me to keep track. I think Grace also on our team is confused where you are all the time as well. But it's great. It's great. Yeah, we have the scheduling system, and and <laughs> we sometimes need to move the the time zones and stuff. We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have a, a, an announcement for today, uh, which e, which is our. WeChat group. Um, and guys, we have a WeChat group. If you just joined uh, and started listening to China Business Cast, there is an active WeChat group and you can join that group. You need to either add me or Mike as a user on WeChat and then we'll add you. Just request. My username is Shlomo F. That's S-H-L-O-M-O-F. I'll say it again. S-H-L-O-M-O-F. Mike, what's yours? It's my last name, Michelini. M is in Michael, I-C-H-E-L-I-N-I. Again, M-I-C-H-E-L-I-N-I. Awesome. So join in and and uh, be active. We'll, we love hearing from our guests, and thank you very much for that. Yeah, definitely. And also, when you add us, let us know China Business Cast. Uh, I think Shulman and I are pretty popular. So we know that you're... Uh, from the show and we can thank you for right, listening it's something that's hard to guess so put that on the request that's that would be much easier who's our uh guest for today you made the interview you did the interview yeah sure uh yeah this interview i had done and it's with johan nylander and johan's a china correspondent based in hong kong and he's gone behind the news daily grind and he's found entrepreneurs and people based in Shenzhen to feel like what's really happening here. So I got a behind-the-scenes talk with him about 
making the book and the motivations behind it and some insights has happened even since making it. So it's a pretty fascinating conversation. Awesome. Tune in. Let's go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another China Business Cast. It's Mike Michelini here hosting, and we have a guest today, the author of Shenzhen Superstar, Johan Nylander. Thank you for being here, Johan. Yeah, thank you so much, Michael. It's it's my pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, I appreciate your time and sharing. So you have quite a great bio, and uh, I'm glad to connect with you. You're a China correspondent based in Hong Kong that's been uh, doing beyond the daily news grind. You help entrepreneurs and others find the trends and social movements that's uh, of about the second largest economy here in China and how it affects people. I think it's really relevant. You've published for media like CNN, South China Morning Post, and many others. And uh, it's it's great to connect with you. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite an interesting topic we are touching upon yeah. today. So I'm uh, yeah I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So I think it's it's true. I think we'll start with uh, your book. The title is Shenzhen Superstars. Uh, what? How did the idea of creating this book come to your mind? Yeah, I mean honestly, when when you write the book, like the most common question you always get is you know why did you write the book but it's actually the most difficult to answer because when you know when does the seed land in the ground that then you feel that you have you know enough you know you know content enough you know knowledge to, to actually you know start a, a book project but I, I would say i mean the easy answer is just Shenzhen is such an amazing city and i've been traveling there regularly from hong kong like every week sometimes every month and i met so many like really cool, really amazing, like energetic startups. Um, I've seen the transformation of the city. So, I, I, I mean, basically, I think like someone had to write the city's story. It, it just, you know, happened to be me. Cool. And, uh, <laughs> it is true. It's definitely a fascinating place. So we might have crossed paths on the border. I have maybe had sometimes. And, yeah, probably. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's this is a hard one to answer, I think, because it might be so many different things. But what what is some of the most impressive things you've noticed about Shenzhen or with Run writing a book? I mean, I, I had a pleasure of reading it and... Uh, you covered quite a bit. I mean, it's a very fa- it's a very good read. I mean, I, it's very concise. So, is there one or a couple of different items you like to pick out that really amazed you? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that amazes me with Shenzhen. It's um, it's speed, it's energy. Um, I mean, you look at the the history. Like forty years ago, it was basically nothing, like a back backwater area populated by you know farmers uh, fish fish fishermen communities and today it's home to some 20 million people you know depending on how you count it's home to some of the world's leading technology companies it, it's a buzzing startup scene Shenzhen builds more skyscrapers every year than the entire united states right a lot of people compare it with silicon valley a lot of people say that Shenzhen is already like outsmarted or like ran ran ahead of uh, silicon valley in terms of innovation uh so i found it very you know important to write this book and i mean what, what's happening now you know 35 40 years after it became china's first economical experiment zone is that it just 
keeps speeding up. I mean, it's not slowing down. Every time I cross the border to Shenzhen, it's the city has changed, right? A whole neighborhood is gone. There's a new skyscraper. This skyscraper <laughs> is among the biggest in the world. <laughs> it's it's a city of like constant change. It's a constant energy forward. And um, I found this one. I mean, this is a thing that you feel when you walk on the street. I mean, you you know this, right? You you can feel it when you walk on the streets in uh, in Shenzhen. But I also find it in some quite cool statistics. It's a Swedish uh, organization. They they always ask graduate students who are looking for you know looking for their first job after university, like what do you want to do when you graduate. And in Shenzhen, it, it's really amazing because sixty percent they say I want to do a startup or I want to join a startup, like sixty percent. In Beijing, the same number is uh, it's it's fifteen percent, right? So Shenzhen has this like amazing feeling that I don't want to be employed. I want to, you know, run my own race. Right. And I think this is something that's, is quite unique and, and it separates Shenzhen from a lot of, a lot of other cities on the planet. It's totally true. I agree with you. I mean, Shenzhen speeds another motto or, or slogan that a lot of people use here, but it's, yeah, everybody is so entrepreneurial. They're coming here to start their own business and to, yeah, make, make a better life for themselves. So it's, uh, it's definitely not slowing down that way for sure. And, and, uh, it's also known for the hardware, as you mentioned in, in the book and, and you are saying about the tech and innovation scenes here in Shenzhen. What, what were some behind the scenes, you know, you, you mentioned like Hexcelerator and, some other, other, um, well, it's hacks now, excuse me, but, uh, you've mentioned some of these accelerators and incubators. Do you want to share some of the behind the scenes, juicy stuff or a little bit of stories? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the whole book is, is based on storytelling. Uh, I mean, again, one of the problems writing a book about the world's fastest growing cities that things get outdated, right? So the book is basically based on, on the stories from all these people that I, I've met there, right? And I think one of, so a lot of times I sit down with a young entrepreneur and I just go, what? what? You know, I, I get amazed sometimes. So I made this interview some months ago, like half a year ago with this young woman. She was like 22 years old. Uh, she was the founder and CEO of a tech startup, like as you are when you're 22 in, in a Shenzhen, right? <laughs> <laughs> so she was running this like technology uh, ed tech uh, startup, right? So everything is online. Student and mentors they meet online, but she didn't have a website. Right? She didn't have an app. Hmm. And I was like, how the hell can you run, you know, an online platform without having a website? Yeah. And I think a lot of people who do business in China they know that the answer is it's all in WeChat. Mm-hmm. Right. If you ask this question to people in in America, people in Europe, I mean, how can you have an online presence without a website? So a lot of companies they just they just you know ditch what we consider online and go straight to WeChat, right? And I think this is it's like China is is. I mean, from this one interview, this one uh, entrepreneur, I just realized that there's a new like online universe growing up. Uh, in China that a lot of people in the West don't have access to or don't have easy access to. I, I think that's, you know, one of those, you know, behind the scenes stories that I really 
they really like. And uh, I think the book is full of these kind of anecdotes. Yeah. It's, yeah, I noticed that as well. And yeah, I think the West is starting to realize they're falling behind. At least I've read some articles, you know, with everybody always mentions WeChat or, well, I think especially mobile payments and the ability to do everything in one one app that rules them all. So it's uh, it's definitely amazing. Yeah, nobody has websites here. And there's the good and the bad, I think, of course, of having everything in one app. But, um, you know, so you finished the book. It's been published. It's getting great reviews. And is there something maybe you'd want to add? I know it's still kind of fresh, but is there, and like you mentioned things are changing so fast. Is there something that you might've uh, noticed, or did you get maybe feedback from readers about things that have already started to change in this fast paced environment? Yeah. So as I mean, I don't want to you know blow my own trumpet too much, but as you said, the, the reviews, uh, the comments have been really positive, which I'm, you know, both humble and very happy about. Um, I think you know it's 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 a short read. You will you will read it in just a few hours, and and uh, some people say they they wish it was longer, you know, thicker. But a lot of other people say that they they enjoy that it's that it's uh, short because it's it's approachable. You know, if you buy a book that's you know one thousand pages, you know somewhere in the back of the head that I want to read it, but I will never have have time to read it. So that's why I wrote the book really short. But there are a lot of things I would like to add to the book. And I don't know if I will make the book longer or if, if I will make this into a, a new book. I, I'd like to write more about the integration between Shenzhen and the Pearl River Delta. Um, write more about what people uh, now uh, refer to as the Greater Bay Area. Mm-hmm. This whole integration process uh, where you integrate this, all the cities in, in South China, like in, around the Pearl River Delta from Shenzhen uh, the province capital, Guangzhou, and even Hong Kong and Macau and Zhuhai. Um, this area, if if this project works, it, it will be it will create an economy bigger than Russia, an economy bigger than South Korea. It it will be the world's tenth largest economy, right? So uh, there, there are some you know political problems, some uh, identity problems to 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 you know, to, to get this project to work. But from a business point of view. I, everybody I speak to here in in Hong Kong in banking or in uh, or in retail or whatever they they're like really eager you know to 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 see this in integration working so I think that's one of the things that I I will focus on going forward e- either as a new, new new chapter in the book or, or just a new book about the whole process like the China Business Cast and want to get involved? We have special offers for supporters of the show, starting from just one U.S. dollar and up. We have something for everyone. Check out all the different ways to engage at www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. That's www.chinabusinesscast.com slash support. Thanks. I, I look forward to that. And I don't want to pry too much, but I'm sure I, I've been hearing it a lot. I mean, I think there's mixed feedback, and I don't want to get so political, but I'm maybe on the financial or business side. I'm even curious, what do you, you have an idea what that would look like with this Greater Bay and Hong Kong, especially within Hong Kong? And is there even plans yet, or is it just something just far out? Or No, I mean, it's happening. I think if you look at Shenzhen, but what, what actually 
you know, build the cities was that it was not what, you know, the government did. It was more what they, what they didn't do. You know, that they, allow, they allowed people to grow their own wings, right, to, to live a freer life, to have a freer economy, right? And then people start working. And then the city grows, the success follows. And I think the important thing with the Greater Bay is that it is also based on not what the politicians tell you to do, but, but what actually people want to do. And I think from a business point of view, people want to see this integration. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Like I spoke to a friend who works at HSBC right in Hong Kong, and they, they see 100 million potential clients across the border. Right. So it's 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 a lucrative market. And the other day I actually visited the bridge. They are building the bridge, Hong Kong, Macau, Zhuhai Bridge um, is among the world's longest bridges. And, and uh, it was just really cool to stand on the bridge and see how it connects these cities. A lot of people say that you can you can live in Zhuhai. It's it's cheaper. Life is slower uh, and you can work in Hong Kong, you know, which is like really buzzing and uh, high energy. So you can you can like mix your mix your life in this region. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure what's what's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on it. I know a lot of people are like really, really eager, really curious about what, what's happening. So I don't really have the answer what's going to happen, but there's a lot of potential. Yeah, it's true. It's so far worked out. And I like what you said about what they didn't do. I think, like you mentioned in the book, it's it's kind of like an experiment place far from Beijing and down here south, right? You know, it was a fishing village. So it's true. It's what they didn't do. And uh, they're continuing to kind of let it go a little bit more open. And I liked the last chapter no, I definitely recommend people to check this thing out. But it was one of our one of my favorite uh, parts was the lessons from tech pirates, where you're saying you I'll quote you, what is the lesson here? China's thriving market for counterfeit electronic goods has been a headache for global high tech firms, including Apple, Microsoft, and Nikon, as illegal cutoff copies such as sought after products eat their profits. But one might argue. If there's one thing worse than being copied, it is to be ignored. And I think you later talked about. Uh, Samsung and how one of their products was not being copied and it might be a bad indicator of their uh, popularity or success. So yeah, it's uh, do you, you want to reflect on that? Yeah, or? yeah I mean, I, I'm really happy that you you bring up this this chapter because I this is basically based on uh, like interviews I made for uh, different articles for uh, for CNN. So I used to, I always go to the Hua Chiang Bay is the electronical market. It's like the world's biggest uh, electronical and the component markets uh, in the world. It's just, if, if you ever meet to Shenzhen, I would go there and go to the Hua Chiang Bay market. It's really cool. And you can find all kinds of uh, technology uh, ripoffs, um, counterfeits. But they are more than just copies. Sometimes the copies, but with higher quality than the original, like lower price, but higher quality. It's just what you pay for, right? So I've been traveling there, interviewing pirates about all kinds of products <laughs> uh, over the years. And I, it's, it's, it's a way, it's, a, it's like the best place on the planet to see if a project, if a new product is hot or not. So this example that you referred to, it was some years ago when Samsung, do you remember Samsung had this, they were first to roll out this 
smart gear, like mm-hmm. there's smart watches. And um, it was a lot of like the massive marketing campaign, right? And so I went to Huachan Bay and I talked to the pirate and they all did thumbs down. Like, no, there are no copies. This is, it's, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. You know, we're not interested. And this is naturally like a great warning signal for Samsung. You know, if the pirates say, no, there's no idea making copies because no one wants to buy them, it's an indicator that they have failed, right? So as you said, it's a headache to be copied, but it might be like even worse to be ignored, right? So I think that's a, that's a quite fun example. And uh, also a very you know, good example of how, how, you know, the pirates you know, are you know, integrated in this uh, Pearl River Delta ecosystem of supply chain, innovation, uh, technology, and, uh, you know, how it goes hand in hand with all the other parts of industry. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, I hope I, we don't, sometimes we might, I might forget that listeners might not even know about Greater Bay. Do we, I think you ch- talked about that because I know you mentioned it and I know that's your, you're saying we, just to recap, this is a question I have on my list. So this second book is Greater Bay topic. Maybe, I know you mentioned it already in the interview, but uh, do you want to maybe sh- share about the Greater Bay and uh, and your next book? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it. So since since this book about Shenzhen is, I mean, sales is, is, is going really well. It became a bestseller on on Amazon. And so there's a global interest in what's happening here. Um, so my next book will be a follow-up on, on, on what's happening here in, in, in the Pearl River Delta and how international businesses can come here and take advantage of what's happening. Because it has this region, Shenzhen and, and uh, uh, the Pearl River Delta, it has, from being a place where international companies, you know, just farmed out manufacturing to the factories is a place where companies set up innovation uh, centers. So Apple's latest innovation center, it's not in Silicon Valley, it's not in Europe, it's in Shenzhen, right? Airbus has set up an uh, innovation center in in Shenzhen. Microsoft just, you know, opened up a new whole skyscraper in in the heart of uh, Nanshan. And you know, while Donald Trump is, you know, banging on about, you know, <laughs> old school, you know, factories, you know, g- getting the, the, the coal miners back in work, you know, China is, and, and especially Shenzhen is all about innovation and uh, R&D. So Shenzhen is the city in China that applies for most patents. They, they account for like 50% of all uh, patents in, in, in China. And Shenzhen applies for more international patents every year than the entire United Kingdom, right? So I think for international companies, for venture capitalists, it has just started. I think more and more will like fly in and move in and and uh, you know start to you know realize and take advantage of what's what's happening here because as we, as we talked about, it's not slowing down; it's just speeding up, and it's just no other way around it that China is uh, you know leading the development today. Yeah, so getting towards the end, I 
I appreciate you sharing and uh, hope we didn't I didn't pry too much at a book. I think there's a ton more to learn. So I definitely recommend everybody listening to support and pick up your book. We'll link it in the show notes. I think you actually have a website too. Do you want to share some ways people could find you and your book online? Mm, yeah. So it, the easiest is to order it via Amazon. It's for sale in all the bookstores in Hong Kong. Uh, you can send me a, you can send me a text on WhatsApp <laughs> or uh, <laughs> I think you have a website too. Yeah, so my my website is uh, johannylander.asia or chenchensuperstars.com. Great. Uh, You can also sign up for the next book there. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Johan. I appreciate your time again. Uh, It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Doing business in China is a complex world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry. China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.